Greetings and welcome to another episode of Naturally You Radio. My name is Leah Salmon, the Naturally You coach, best-selling author, speaker, nutritionist, life coach, live blood analyst on a mission to help 100,000 black women to eat for health, think for happiness and live in harmony by December 2020 or what I call becoming Naturally You. Thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. Um, This is episode 27, if I remember correctly. Um, So you can go ahead and check out all the previous podcasts if you haven't had an opportunity to do so at the naturallyyoucoach.com forward slash radio. You can find this podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Also, if you've got suggestions or things that you would like to hear me talk about um, or answers to questions that you have, then please feel free to let me know so that I can help you out by creating a podcast for you on that subject. So today we're going to be talking about 10 things to try when you think you've tried everything to naturally improve your health. So I, I have this thing, (laughs) I attract, I think a lot of, a, a lot of professionals will, um, experience this specific to whatever it is that they're in. When you are a fitness instructor and you meet people and you say to them, oh yeah, I'm a fitness instructor, they will automatically start telling you how much or how little they go to the gym. If you, um, you know, decorate cakes, people can sometimes feel like they need to um, share with you how many cakes they've successfully or unsuccessfully managed to decorate in their lifetime. Um, And as a nutritionist, I mean, in fact, as a home educating mum, we get the same, um, thing in fact. And it's a, it's a kind of even spread between people showing interest, um, about home educating, showing enthusiasm about our decision to home educate. Um, and then some parents do find they need to almost justify how much they do with their children, um, outside of schooling or justifying just how good their children's school is, as to why they've never needed to home educate their child. Um, And, you know, no one's asking. (laughs) No one's asking anyone to justify themselves. But I know for a fact, when I meet fitness instructors, I will start justifying myself about how much or how little I go to the gym. So I fully understand it. Now, when it comes to the work that I do as a nutritionist, or when I go to talks and events, um, and I'm speaking about raw food, I'm speaking about, um, you know, incorporating more vegan options into your lifestyle. When I'm speaking about healthy eating in general, and how healthy eating can help somebody to improve their health. When I'm speaking about the fact that if you, if you give it the opportunity to do so, healthy eating, natural remedies and lifestyle changes has the ability to enable you to recover your health before you need to use pharmaceutical drugs or have operations. When I'm speaking about these things, invariably I will have people who will say to me something along the lines of, I've tried all of that and it hasn't worked. And, you know, obviously I'll ask, what is it you've tried? And, you know, I will get a list of, you know, I've tried raw food, tried juicing, tried yoga, tried exercise, tried, um, you know, meditation. None of it's worked. That's why I decided I needed to go to the doctors, have the operation, get this part of my body cut out so that I don't have the symptoms anymore. I mean, thankfully, I, I, I am also fortunate enough to work with some sisters who want me to be part of their journey when they feel that what they've tried um, hasn't been successful and they want to know what else there is to try so that they don't have to resort to, you know, operations and um, medication and things like that. And and that's, you know, and again, um, there's no judgment. I'm not judging anyone's decision to do anything. If you feel that you want to go to the doctors, if you feel you want to have an operation, if you feel that you want to um, start a course of pharmaceutical drugs, that's entirely up to you. Um, and I actually work with clients who want to have a combination, um, you know, an eclectic approach to their healing. So they, they do want to pursue, uh, an operation or a procedure or a course of medication through the doctors, but they also want to work with me so that I can help them to, um, holistically support themselves so that they get less side effects from the operation that they're having so that they recover more quickly from the side of, from the operation they're having so that their body doesn't get as damaged from the pharmaceutical drugs that they're choosing to take. So anyone's decision is up to them. 
What I have noticed 100% though, is that when most people say they've tried everything, they haven't. When most people say they've tried raw food, I, 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 I mean, I think maybe five or six people who I've, because this has become a, uh, <laughs> it's become a bone of contention for me, which is why I've been keeping track. But five or six people who have said they've tried for raw food, not even necessarily to get rid of anything, um, when they've tried raw food and they say that it hasn't worked, I will often ask how long or how much raw food they've had. Some people will say, well, you know, I've just included more, which is not really adding, that's not really trying raw food. That's not allowing raw food to um, do its thing. It will normally take people years of over-consuming foods that are irritating and damaging to their body to develop certain health conditions or feel like they need to make a change. And then having a bit more raw food or having a few smoothies or a few juices over a few days is not really going to give that raw food the opportunity to do as much benefit and give you as many um, beneficial results as you gave the unhealthy foods the opportunity. You, you know, the unhealthy foods had free reign with you for years and years and years. Um, for it, in order for it to, to cause the challenges you're having at the moment, you need to be prepared to, uh, don't get me wrong, there's some, you know, natural remedies, foods, lifestyle changes that can give you results in, you know, literally in minutes in some cases, just because they're natural doesn't mean that they're not potent. Um, so you can get a brilliant effects from lifestyle change and supplements and diets in a really short space of time. But when we're talking about recovery, when we're talking about reversing a health condition, which is the tip of the iceberg, an iceberg, like I said, that's been sometimes created by decades of us abusing ourselves, decades of comfort eating, decades of an addiction, decades of um, giving ourselves permission to, oh, just go and have one, or oh, just go and have one. Decades of doing this, Un unrestrained, um, it can take more than sometimes what we're willing to do to get the effects that we want. And when we want quick effects, when we want, you know, almost a surefire answer to get rid of our pain, I can understand that some people feel like doing something for three days or doing something for nine days or doing something for 30 days can feel like it's way too much to do when they can just book themselves in for a procedure that is promises, gives the promise. And it's not always, it doesn't always deliver on this, but it promises to take you out of a situation. I understand that that's normally what most people will go for. But what I want to share with you is number one, 10 things that you can try when you feel you've tried everything and exactly how you can start applying them as well. So when we're talking about things like adding more raw food, for example, I'm not talking about having, you know, one or two smoothies. Um, when I'm talking about exercising more, I'm not talking about, you know, going for a jog around the block once a week. Um, I'm going to be telling you how you can implement these things so that they've got more of an opportunity to give you the results. And if we've been doing things for years and years and years to abuse our body, but we feel concerned when we're, when I'm now going to recommend you do something for 30 days, then, you know, your, your, your life is a hundred percent in your hands and your many people have said, and it's obviously very clear that the results that you're getting, the life you're living, the comfort you have, the happiness you have, the abundance you have is all due to the decisions that you make. And at any moment you can make the decision that yes, it may sound like a long time, but I'm going to give myself 30 days to do these things so that I, for the next 30 years, I'm not suffering as much as I've been suffering for the last 30 years because it's all a decision. Now I'm going to give you 10 things that you can try just how you can try them. Then you can decide how often you do them, how much you do them, how many of them you do. You can try one of them. You can try loads of them. They're going to be listed um, on my website, on the page that this this podcast is on. Um, I'll try and fit as many as I can in the description on where the other where it shows up on other podcasts, or you can go ahead and go to the naturallyyoucoach.com forward slash naturallyyouradio and find this episode so that you can see them just listed. So you can go ahead and remind yourself, but I'm going to speak about each of these top, each of these things, in fact, rec literally requires a whole podcast to go into the full details of just how important they are. But I'm going to quickly, um, list them and then just explain why I feel these can be beneficial to you. So the first one is to cut out 
dairy, sugar and wheat. The second one, and that's for 30 days, completely cutting out sugar, dairy and wheat for 30 days. The second one is to drink gut healing drinks, specifically bone broths, um, if you are okay with um, fish or celery juice and liquid probiotics. The third one is to drink two liters of water a day for 30 full days. The fourth one is to exercise daily until you are out of breath and sweating for 30 days. The fifth one is to deactivate your social media. Number six is to stop complaining completely for 30 days. The next one, number seven, is to say affirmations and use your vision board daily for 30 full days. Number eight is to practice intermittent fasting for 30 full days. Number nine is to eat raw vegan food um, over a period of 30 days. And I'm going to explain more how you can do that. Um, And the last one, number 10, is to liquid feast or just have liquids again, over a 30-day period, and I'll show you, explain more how to do that specifically. Most people have not attempted any of these for the length of time that I'm suggesting. Um, And those that have, have always felt some form of benefit, have normally always felt some form of benefit. And the more of these that you do, the more benefit that you're going to, you're going to experience from them. And you may choose to spend 30 days doing one, 30 days doing another one, 30 days doing another one. You know, this can be the next 10 months of your life. You can just implement one of these a month and see how that feels and see what the cumulative effect is of working through each of these. Um, But yeah, now I'm going to go into a bit more detail about each of them. So the first one is to cut out sugar, dairy and wheat. The reason why these three are highlighted um, and there's other things that you, you, you know, um, could benefit from removing as well. Um, but the reason I've highlighted these is because these do tend to be three of the most, um, addictive and challenging foods to, to our system. The reason I haven't included things like coffee, um, alcohol, uh, artificial sweeteners and artificial additives and things like that is because you are, you have to make a conscious decision to go and get coffee. Coffee won't just be snuck into other things that you're eating without you knowing about it. Coffee, even though it is one of the, definitely one of the most addictive substances, and it definitely has a a negative effect on quite a few areas of your health, depending on how you're taking it and how often you're taking it. It does, it definitely is something that people have less control over. They feel they can drink it less, you know, once they have it, it's difficult for them to break the habit of having it. You need to make a conscious habit a conscious effort to go and get coffee. Um, sugar, dairy, and wheat find themselves in things that you think shouldn't have them. So many people think if something is labeled gluten-free, it's labeled vegan, um, it's labeled organic, that means it's not going to have sugar in it. It's not going to have unhealthy things in it. But vegan just means that it doesn't have animal products in it. Um, Or plant-based will just mean it doesn't have animal products in it. So many vegan plant-based foods still have wheat and sugar in them. Um, Things that are, again, a lot of healthy foods or foods that people think are healthy, even things like Italian food, Italian herb seasoning has sugar in it. There are so many sources that you can use to, you know, uh, add to your foods and dishes that have got wheat in them to thicken them. I mean, wheat is just so prolific, so ubiquitous in so many processed foods. So is dairy, cow's milk, cow's milk protein. Sugar is just everywhere. So the reason I, the reason these things I think are what I would ask people to focus on removing for 30 days is because if you, if you remove things with sugar, dairy and wheat, you're going to end up removing not just all the obvious things that you've probably tried before. Cause when I, again, when I speak to people about, you know, sugar, um, people are like, Oh no, you know, I don't add sugar to my food. But then when I look at their diet records and what they eat for breakfast, lunch and dinner, you can see that they're eating sugar three times a day, almost 
just because not that they're adding any sugar, not that they're having chocolate or not that they're having any of those other things, but they're having brown bread and they're having instant porridges that are, you know, seasoned with cinnamon and honey, or they're having a breakfast cereal or they're having a pasta sauce or they're having, you know, some, some kind of other, uh, processed microwave foods or dishes or salad dressings or so many things that don't even taste sweet but there's sugar in them. So when you really actively make a a conscious effort to remove all sugar, all processed sugar, and I'm not talking about fruit, I'm not talking about fruit, dried fruit, fresh fruit, I'm not talking about any of those things. When you make a conscious effort to remove anything that's got added sugar in it, you're going to be removing basically all processed foods, 95% of processed foods you're going to be removing. The same thing with dairy, the same thing with wheat. Sugar is addictive, it's acidic, it's got so many negative effects. There are there are listed like 126 negative effects that sugar can directly have to our health. Dairy is definitely not something that's productive, especially to black women's health. Um, and wheat, again, has got so many negative effects. And when it comes to people who are gluten-free, I, I initially you know, aimed for us to be gluten-free. But then I realized it's not necessarily strictly gluten that was giving us the worst effect because there's gluten in spelt, but we don't get challenges with spelt. A lot of people don't get the same challenges with spelt as they do with um, the wheat plant because the wheat plant is the one that's been tampered with and and, um, affected more. And the gluten that's found in the wheat does tend to seem to have more of an impact. Obviously, if gluten is a, is a challenge for you, then you would go fully gluten-free. Um, but unfortunately, the challenge with that, again, is that just make sure you're not going for just gluten-free products because a lot of gluten-free products also have, you know, sugar and dairy in them because, again, gluten-free doesn't necessarily mean it's it's free from anything that's not a health challenge. So the, if, and again, some people will limit their consumption of these things. Some people will have, you know, maybe a few days off, a couple of weeks off. But what I'm asking you to do is give your body the opportunity to remove these foods, have these foods fully out of your system. Because when you take in these foods, it can give you effects for three days. It can give you effects when you first put it in your mouth. It can give you effects when it's, you know, going through your stomachs, when it's going through your small intestine. Some will give you challenges when it's going through your large intestine. So when we're eating, it can take hours up to, you know, 12 to 18 hours for some foods to be fully processed, broken down, digested, assimilated, and then pass out of us. And at any point in that process, we can feel the effect of that food. So you can eat something for dinner and you're not feeling the effect of it until you're having a snack the next afternoon after lunch. And then you may attribute it to something that you had for lunch, but really it was something that you had last night for dinner. So when you give yourself a full and complete break from these foods, you allow your body to not have to deal with them and their negative effects for 30 days. Therefore, your body gets an opportunity to reset, to repair, cleanse from the effects of these foods so that you can really, truly feel the benefits of them. The next thing that I'm going to recommend that you do for a full 30 days is to drink gut healing drinks. Now, your gut is the um, probably, in my opinion, one of the most important systems in our body that we need to um, focus on that a lot of people don't focus on until there's a problem there. And one of the best things that you can do to help your gut I mean, like 60 to 80% of your immune system is found in your gut. Your gut is what processes and takes nutrients out of all the food that we have. The gut is, needs to be looked after because the, our, um, exposure to the outside world is through our gut. It's the, the place that has the most exposure to all the outside world. The food that we take in comes into our stomach and there's literally just a sink, a really thin layer um, between everything that comes into our body and our bloodstream. So, you know, the layer of our, our our skin has so many more layers to it that protect us from what's happening on the outside. But when something goes into our body, there's it quickly gets absorbed into our bloodstream. It quickly gets absorbed into our digestive tract. Um, so we really need to make sure that it's looked after well so that it can look after us. It can protect us. It can help us assimilate nutrients. It can get rid of the um, things that are going to be dangerous for us. Um, it can just work optimally without being overloaded. And there's so many things that we do eat, take, drink, 
um, expose ourselves to that can create a lot of toxicity in our gut, in our digestive system, um, overload it, compromise it, irritate it. And there are some drinks that you can take on a regular basis. And again, I would recommend that you take these drinks for 30 days. That can really help. The first is bone broth, um, specifically fish bone broth. And there are so, there are just so many health benefits to fish head soup that, you know, if you're from the Caribbean, if you're from the West Indies, you may remember your parents talking about fish head soup, fish tea. Um, and it's often said that the nutrients that you get from dissolving the bones, um, that the nutrients that come out of the bones are more nutritious than the flesh of the animal. It's very high in a amino acid, which is one of the building blocks of complete proteins called glutamine, which is literally the amino acid that your digestive tract is comprised of. So you're literally, if you if you feel that you could possibly have the symptoms of leaky gut, if anyone said that you could possibly have leaky gut, then um, this is something that you would benefit from because it's going to help to rebuild um, and strengthen the integrity of the walls of your gut. It's very useful for delivering absorbable protein um, and so many vitamins and minerals to you as well. So bone broth on a daily basis. Celery juice, if you've heard of the medical medium, he, I mean, you'll find umpteen videos on how on how amazing he feels celery juice is. Celery juice provides a prebiotic, which is basically the food that the friendly bi- bacteria live on in your gut, um, as well as it being very cleansing, very hydrating. It can deliver specific salts to your body that are very beneficial to your body that are difficult to get in other places. And having it on a daily basis, especially first thing in the morning, 20 minutes before any food is really useful. The other thing that's really really amazing is liquid probiotics. So probiotics in tablets form, capsule form um, are useful. A lot of them do manage to get in. But when we do have digestive challenges, taking things in liquid form or powder form can be a lot easier for our body to digest. There's one particular brand of um, probiotic that at this moment I do highly recommend, which is Simprove and um, Raw Biotic. Raw Biotic's got a daily version and a gut version and both of those are actually brilliant they come with a few um, different herbs and nutrients in there as well very easy to absorb and probiotics is something again that a lot of us would benefit from in order to help so many different aspects of our life now if you are able to take a probiotic supplement celery juice and bone broth every day for 30 days um I and if you haven't already tried that before, again, it's something I definitely recommend you try before you say that you've tried everything. The other thing that I recommend that you try is drinking two liters of water a day. Most people say, oh yeah, you know, I drink water. I drink a good amount of water. But when you ask them actually, how much water did you have today? Oh, I haven't quite hit it today. How much did you have yesterday? Mm, didn't quite hit it yesterday. How much did you have the day before? Oh yeah, yeah, I had two liters the day before. How many did you have the day before that? Mm, can't quite remember. Most of us don't actually even remember. A lot of us aren't fully tracking how much water we're having. Some people still think the water that you mix with Ribena still counts as water. The water that you make herbal tea from that you sweeten with brown sugar counts as water. The water that you put in your smoothies counts as water. The water that you dilute your juices with, your fresh juices, counts as water. The only thing that counts as water is water. When we're recommending that you take two litres of water a day, we're recommending that you take two litres of pure water a day. And again, there's so much information about out there about how much beneficial it is to have water, but still it is something that people find very challenging. It's November right now and, you know, it's not the warmest time of year and our natural thirst obviously diminishes when it is cold but that doesn't mean that our body is using that much less water just because it's colder we may not be sweating as we're walking down the road but our body is still having to um, you know function the digestive system and our digestive system you can use around three two liters of water a day and when we're not replacing that with fresh water there are so many challenges again I'm going to recommend the book your body's many cries for water where you can find out over 50 um, over 52 in fact uh, systems and, and symptoms that are directly caused by not having enough water. So if you haven't made sure you've been drinking two litres of water a day, please make sure you do that. Track it. Make sure you're drinking two full litres of water a day 
for 30 days if that's something that you have not already tried. And again, you, you want to spread the water out throughout the day. So you don't want to have finished those two liters by first thing in the morning or by lunchtime. You want to spread that out throughout the day. One of the systems I recommend for some people is to have 500 mils as soon as you wake up, 500 mils between, um, or 500 mils between sorry, just before breakfast, 10 minutes before breakfast, which does mean you have quite a lot first thing in the morning. And if you wake up and have breakfast quite soon, then you might want to move that portion of water. Um, Having another 500 mils between breakfast and lunch, another 500 mils between lunch and dinner, and then another 500 mils um, about an hour after your last meal in the evening. If you find that you go to the toilet, if you drink late, then you might want to again move that one. But that's a simple way that you can drink 500 mils of water four times throughout the day. It would be good if you could reduce it a bit down to maybe 300 mils and do that, um, you know, 350 mils six times a day. That would get you up to two liters as well. But however you're going to get it in, as long as you're spreading it out throughout the day, that's, you know, most important. Um, and trying that for a full 30 days. Number four, exercising daily until you are out of breath and sweating. Our body um, uses oxygen as a fuel source for our brain. Our body uses oxygen to energize our cells on a cellular level. It helps our body to, our cells to carry out their functions of growth, repair, cleansing, um, all systems in our body require oxygen. And if our body, if a part of our body is deprived of oxygen for, you know, even a short space of time, it can cause problems. Case in point, when you see a little child wrap something like wrap a piece of string or tie a band around their finger too tight and their finger starts changing color and they think it's all fun. That's because there's no oxygen supply going to those tissues anymore and it causes big problems. Yet, until you say to someone, are you breathing properly? Most people aren't conscious of how much or how little they're breathing. And most of us breathe shallowly. Most of us breathe only enough to just about keep our general functions going. But when we're stressed, when we are, um, sometimes when we're feeling energized, when we are doing exercise, those are the times that we become more conscious of our breath. And those are the times we breathe more deeply and deliver more abundant levels of oxygen throughout our body. Levels of oxygen that are going to be more beneficial for our brain function, for our mental clarity, for our focus, for our energy levels. So when I recommend people get into the habit of exercising daily, I really do want them to get out of breath, even if it's just for a short space of time. But getting out of breath means that even if it's just once a day, um, you are encouraging large amounts of oxygen to come into your body. You're fully oxygenating your body um, and you're doing that on a daily basis. And that's going to have implications for you throughout the rest of the day. The um, sweating is another beneficial part because when you've, depending on how your body is, some people just kind of sweat just by being in a warm room for five minutes, but some, and some people take, it takes them a very long time to start sweating, but sweating is a way that your body can, um, you know, there's over sweating. There's people who do sweat too much, but when you're exercising to the point of, um, getting out of breath and sweating, you are actually helping your organs of elimination because your skin is the biggest organ of elimination to release toxins that can be trapped within your body. It does trigger a thirst, which encourages you to drink more. And normally when you drink more, you're drinking more than the water that's lost. So again, that helps with your aim to drink more water. It helps your circ- And then generally exercising to the point where you're out of breath and sweating means that your circulation will be moving, which is great for heart health. It's great for your immune system. It's great for your circulation system, great for your respiratory system. When you're breathing so deeply, it helps to remove a lot of gunk. And when you haven't exercised for a long time and then you start exercising and you exercise until you are out of breath, a lot of people find themselves coughing up and they're coughing up things that have been trapped in their uh, respiratory tract that could have stayed there infested even longer and developed into other things. So that is an, and, and again, most people are used to exercising you know, periodically, a few times a week. But if you are, if this is a choice between you going to have an operation and you 
um, being on a course of medication and taking 20 minutes a day to exercise to the point where you're out of breath and sweating. I don't think I need to encourage anyone to sit down for 20 minutes a day and watch TV or sit on their phone and be on social media for 20 minutes a day. And if doing that for 30 days gives you more energy, gives you more mental clarity, gives you more focus to invest in your health in other ways, um, and sometimes that in and of itself can give you the, the benefits that you're looking for, but sometimes that can be what gives you the energy to go and juice, to go and make s- more salads, to go and prepare for more of your own foods, to go and do other things. So sometimes these things can be a springboard and as well as being the actual thing that benefits the recovery of your health as well. The next thing I'm going to recommend is that you deactivate your social media. Now, when I look at health, I'm talking, I'm thinking about your, your eating for health, which is what we've kind of been speaking about mainly, but also thinking for happiness and living in harmony. Living in harmony is adding those things to your life that will help you to achieve your specific health goals. Because not everyone needs to do hot yoga. Not everyone needs to meditate every single day. Not everyone needs to, um, you know, get an aromatherapy massage depending on what your health goals are, you can choose what additional things you add to your life that are going to be beneficial to you. So you don't feel like everything that everyone says is healthy, you need to adopt. It can become specialized to yourself. So the things that I'm recommending, like the exercising daily, is just a suggestion that could help. But when it comes to thinking for happiness, one of the things that a lot of people have found is that a lot of us overuse um, social media to the point where it becomes unproductive to our mental health and wellness. Now, if you're not using a lot of time on social media, then this obviously doesn't apply to you. But some people are spending so much time on social media that if they just replaced or redistributed the time that they spent on social media to other activities, they would find they had all the time in the world that they currently said that they didn't have to go and exercise more, to go and see a practitioner about improving their health, to doing some meditation, to having, you know, a, a magnesium salt bath, to going themselves, getting a massage, doing all the things they think that they don't have time to do, if they deactivated their social media account, it would give them the time to do that. So that's one of the benefits of deactivating your social media if you overuse it at the moment. Because again, some people say, no, 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 I don't use it that much. Okay, can you exercise 20 minutes a day? I don't really have that much time. How much time do you spend on social media? About 20 minutes a day. Again, if it can sometimes, these can sometimes be a springboard, um, that you're exchanging the time for or something that's going to stimulate you doing something that is going to have a direct impact on you recovering your health. But then very equally on a mental and emotional level, the overuse of social media has also been linked to um, anxiety, social media depression, because we are constantly consuming so many different ideas and energies, things that are made specifically to make us really sad or make us really angry or make us take action in some kind of a way. Um, And it can be overwhelming to our senses. So if you do find that you come off social media feeling irritated, feeling annoyed, feeling jealous, feeling um, that you're not doing well enough, again, it could, or you feel you're spending so much time looking at other people's stuff on social media, you're not actually spending enough time on your stuff and it's making you feel bad about how maybe you haven't progressed as much in life as you're seeing other people do. You probably would be progressing a bit more if you didn't spend as much time on social media consuming everybody else's content that they're putting out there and actually directing time towards your life. Some people don't have this problem. Some people are using social media very productively, very efficiently. They don't spend, if they say they're going to spend 10 minutes on there, they only spend 10 minutes. But if that's not you, you know who you are. (laughs) That was me. That's why I had to deactivate my social medias. And now I only have one. Um, Because it, and, and I do feel it has definitely benefited me. Um, And maybe I will go back on and maybe I won't, but if that is a challenge for you, do not be scared to deactivate your social media account. You can very easily open them up. The world is still going to continue going on. But again, if we're now talking about I've tried everything and nothing's worked, try this. Deactivate your social media, redistribute that time to doing maybe one of the other things that I've mentioned here that can specifically have an impact on your health. The other thing I'm going to speak about is not complaining. And again, this is a redirection of time and energy. So when you complain on a regular basis, when you always see the negative side of things, um, this, you know, this is again, a huge subject, but there's so much research, valid research that's been, but that's 
been put into the positive impact on us, not just mentally, but physically as well, when we express gratitude. And gratitude is the opposite in many cases of the energy of complaining. When we're complaining, we're putting energy to what's not there, what hasn't happened. When you're showing gratitude, you're focusing on being happy for what is there. So where your focus goes, energy flows. When you do complain a lot, you're focusing on that lack and then you're just going to attract more lack. You're going to see more things, more places where things aren't happening, where things aren't the way that they're meant to be, when things are diminished. When you focus on um, making sure you're not complaining and you're focused on giving gratitude, where that focus goes, energy will flow there. So you'll see more abundance. You'll see more things to be happy for. You'll feel, find more reasons to be grateful for the even smaller things. And with that energy, that's an upward spiraling of energy. So there's a lot of challenges that you will find um, online where it says like, you know, don't complain for seven days and see your life completely transform. And the way that you do this is when you find yourself complaining about something, you instantly find the positive behind it. So if your child is, you know, wetting themselves um, when you're meant to be potty training them, instead of complaining like, oh gosh, I've got to do all this tidying up, the the benefit, the, you can change that round to, okay, but my baby's growing up and soon she will she or he will stop doing this. And not only will I not be running around after them mopping up their pee, but I won't even have to change any nappies. I won't have to buy any nappies anymore. So this is actually a good thing. This is just part of the learning process. So again, you're just going to, you have to intentionally find the positive. It's not that you're not going to recognize when things are not going well, but you're just not going to complain about them. You're going to see the positive around them in any way shape or form even if the positive is just that okay this is a test this is a lesson this is something I'm learning and I'm grateful for the lesson because lessons is how we grow um even if it's that and you do that for 30 days um not complaining and again it's an upward energizing energy and it will even help to change your mindset around whatever illness it is or whatever health challenge it is that you're in consumed with at the moment, you'll begin to see, okay, yes, I am in pain, but I'm actually taking steps. Even by just doing this challenge, I'm taking steps to focus on the more positive things. Yeah, I'm in pain, but my pain level today was seven out of 10. Yesterday it was seven and a half out of 10. So we're making progress. What else can I do to create even more progress? And that's what happens when you focus more on being grateful rather than complaining. The eighth, sorry, the, that was number six. The number seven thing is f- saying affirmations and your vision board. Now, some people haven't even actually put together affirmations for themselves yet or created a vision board. One of the most successful workshops that I do is a vision boards and rituals workshop. Um, you can go on to my website and thenaturallyyoucoach.com forward slash events to find out when the next one is going to be. Um, And on that day, you will create your own set of affirmations and your vision board. Now, there's a lot of information online about how you can create affirmations and vision boards as well. But the point of using them like religiously for 30 days is that your affirmations are meant to be reminding you of what it is that you want to create, how you want to feel, what you want your life to include, what how you want your um, life to progress. And you're saying that on a daily basis. I am um, losing weight. Not even I am losing weight. And the more specific you can make your affirmations, the better. So I weigh 75 kg with a 37 inch waist and toned arms by March. Those kind of affirmations. I am drinking two liters of water. I am spending 10 minutes on social media um, every Sunday just to check in. They're specific. I am I am holding my published book in my hand on the 1st of January. I am eating raw foods um, for half of two meals a day, um, every day, five days, well, five days a week. Affirmations are clearly telling you, reminding you what it is that you want to achieve because we don't need any encouragement thinking negatively. We have so many, it's been estimated that of the hundreds of thousands of thoughts or tens of thousands of thoughts we think a day, nearly 60 to 70% of them are negative. And what's even worse is nearly 70% of the thoughts we think today are the same as yesterday. So we're thinking the same (laughs) negative thoughts on a daily basis. Oh no, I haven't woken up early. Like I said, I was meant to. Oh gosh, the children still aren't flushing the toilets. Oh my gosh, this guy never wears deodorant and he's always like putting his armpits right in my face when we get on the train. 
A lot of us are thinking the same negative thoughts every single day. So you need to consciously make an effort to think positively. And that's what affirmations are there for. You decide what you want your life to look like. You create positive affirmations to remind yourself of those and you say them on a daily basis. Because again, where your focus goes, energy flows. Using a vision board, the way that I always recommend that people create a vision board is from their affirmations. So you write your affirmations down first, your goals, the things you want to achieve, the things you want to become. And then your vision board should have images of the things that you're saying, because we're different types of learners. If you're saying things, you're absorbing it audibly. And then if you've got images of those those things on your vision board that you spend time looking at and visualizing, you're taking those things in um, visually as well. So it helps to reinforce the life that it is that you want to create. And again, you're not just going to have these things as decorations, things that you say once in a while, you're going to commit to saying these things on a daily basis for 30 days. And when it comes to your health, you can make those image, those visions and those affirmations specifically about your health. I am pain-free. My pain level is three out of 10 by February. I'm pain-free by March. And you, the more you focus and say these things and you have images on your vision board of what you will be able to do when you are free from your challenges, um, it's going to help to encourage your actions to create that reality for you. The other thing that I'm going to recommend that you do is practice intermittent fasting. So intermittent fasting is where you only eat for a set period of each day, giving your body a long period of time to fully digest and assimilate your food. Most of us are eating, grazing, picking 12 hours a day, not really giving our body that much of an opportunity to rest between meals to fully digest our food, but before we put more food in there for it to digest as well. And because your health many people say your health starts in your gut. And I do believe that your gut health, again, like I was saying with point two, your gut health is so important and integral to the rest of the health of your body. When you are intermittent fasting, it gives your body such a brilliant opportunity on a daily basis to uh, grow and repair and regenerate itself while it's able to fully digest and assimilate all of your food. So the way that it normally works is that people will eat for an eight hour period of the day, maybe from like 12 until eight They won't eat anything before 12. They won't eat anything after 8 p.m. And then they just drink water between those times. So they're eating in an eight-hour period. And then they've got 16 hours to um, fully digest the food and assimilate the food. And they're not having any food that's becoming a burden to their body during that time. So that's the, the way intermittent fasting works. And it's, again, very transformative. Some people find that it helps them lose weight. It boosts their energy. It helps... Uh, relieve the some of the digestive challenges that they have and obviously when you're doing any number of these together you're going to get great benefits so if you're intermittent fasting and you're cutting out sugar dairy and wheat and you're drinking two liters of water I mean that's just a brilliant combination a brilliant way to include three of those things and again these are things for people to try when they say they've tried everything already if you haven't tried doing those three things already for 30 days I highly recommend that you give yourself the opportunity to do that The ninth thing is to eat raw vegan food. Now, I don't think everyone needs to become raw vegan 100% for their whole life, but I do think the huge benefit of raw vegan food is that it gives you a full break from those first three things that I spoke about, the sugar, dairy, and the wheat. It gives you a break from artificial colors and sweetenings because most of the vast majority of raw vegan food, and and again, I specify vegan, so I'm not talking about raw eggs, raw milk, raw dairy, raw fish, raw beef, raw chicken, all those kind of things, because people do eat all of those things raw as well. I'm talking about raw vegan food. It gives your body the opportunity to have a full break from all of those foods. It allows your body to take in the very nutrient-rich, nutrient-dense nutrition from nature, and it's only 30 days. It's not the whole, it's your whole life. It's 30 days. And again, some people would rather have an operation rather than try just eating a raw vegan diet. And I fully understand that because the concept, the thought of going raw vegan for 30 days can just seem so immense. It's not even possible. Now, one of the, my best-selling books, Leah's Raw Food Feast, at the back of the book, I mean, the book has got over 100 raw vegan recipes, really simple raw vegan recipes. And at the back of the book, there's various meal plans. Now, what you can do is start off by practicing one of the meal plans, which is just you going raw vegan for three days. 
And then if that goes well, then you could take a few days off and then go raw vegan for five days. If that goes well, take a few days off. Then you can do it again for nine days. If that goes well, take a few days off and then you can bring it up to 15 days. If that goes well, take a few days off and then bring it all the way up to 30 days. You're not going to become deficient in anything, especially with the recipes that I have, because my recipes do tend to have, um, you know, good balances of I'm not a fat phobe at all. Um, there's, you know, there's protein sources in all the foods that I recommend as well. Um, and then obviously you can work with a nutritionist, a raw food coach to help you with your specific challenges. If you feel that it's going to be too challenging for you to do that on your own, but building up, doing it in small sections, using a simple recipe book with some meal plans on it can be beneficial way for you to, um, address it as well. The last thing I'm going to recommend is liquid feasting. So I'm not talking about pure water fasting, but liquid feasting. So one thing that I do regularly, especially around my birthday, is to just have liquids. Um, again, this is an opportunity for my digestive tract to take a break. It can help me get a handle on cravings, any cravings that I have developing. It's very energizing. It gives your body the opportunity to do some cellular repair. Very, As I said, very, very regenerating. And when you're doing it with liquids, as opposed to just water, you're still getting in enough nutrition to keep you going but it also allows your body to burn um, or to start utilizing any un, um, excess weight that you could be carrying. It gives your liver an opportunity to reduce some of its load as well, because the liquids that you would be having during this time are going to be healthy. Now, if you couple this with the second thing that I recommended, which is to have those gut healing drinks, you can have the celery juice in the morning with a probiotic supplement shortly afterwards, a bone broth can be one of the, or fish soup can be one of your other meals. And then you can choose something like a nut milk, a nut milk smoothie, um, a green smoothie, a berry smoothie, some other kind of smoothie, a blended soup can be your other meals. So you can still have four, you know, three or four drinks throughout the day, as well as much, as much water you want, herbal teas, those kind of things. You can have lots of liquids throughout the day. Um, you're just going to stop yourself from, you're not going to be having, um, whole solid food and you can now the way that I would recommend that you do this is and if you're very experienced with fasting then obviously you can take this in any direction that you want to and if you have any health challenges like diabetes those types of things then definitely go ahead and consult someone before you um, go too deeply into this but one thing that most people can do without consequence is to do a three-day liquid fast. So what I would recommend is that you do three days on, seven days off, and you do three sets of those. So over 30 days, you would have had liquid for nine days. So three days of liquid, seven days of food, another three days of liquid, another seven days of food, another three days of liquid, another seven days of food. So in 30 days, that will be your 30-day process. Now you can combine this with number nine. So you can have three liquid days, seven raw vegan days, three liquid days, seven raw vegan days, and do that again, uh, three raw, three liquid liquid days, seven raw vegan days, and that can be your month. Um, so again, that's another way that you can do it. Again, if you are more experienced with fasting, then you may choose to do seven days of liquid. You may choose to do, um, even longer. What the last, the last event that I did, um, the black women's health day, no, not black women's health day. Yeah. Either the black women's health day or the naturally you day. <laughs> Can't remember which one it was. One of those events, um, one of my sisters came on stage and we were talking about black women's health in general. And um, she was speaking about the fact that she did a 40 day cleanse. Now, bearing in mind, she did do this when she was in Jamaica and she was on fresh jelly coconut water and spring water. But she just explained it as the most divine experience ever. Um, again, I'm not recommending that anyone jumps into a extended fast like that. She was experienced. She had a lot of knowledge and support. Um, but yeah, the, again, if you do any research on the benefits of fasting and just having liquids and even the other things that I've mentioned, intermittent fasting, those types of things, um, you'll see just how beneficial they are. And again, if you haven't tried these and you feel you've tried everything, this can be the winning ticket. This can be something that's so beneficial. One of the longer term programs that I offer, which is a 12 month program, uh, sorry, 12 week program. Um, I have various 12 week programs that I offer, but the vast majority of them end with a 20 
21 day detox and three days of that detox are just on liquids followed by three days of raw foods and so many of the clients that I work with so many of the sisters that have gone through that process are number one shocked and surprised at just how well they manage not eating food for three days the fact that they're not hungry they don't have cravings they don't feel too tired sometimes it can be mentally challenging (laughs) seeing people eating your favorite foods but they're not actually hungry during that process and again most of them are really proud of the fact that they managed to go through they managed to follow that up with um three days of just raw vegan living as well so if you feel you've tried everything to recover your health and you feel like the next or the only other option for you is surgery or a long-term medication i strongly suggest you um try out some of these things. So again, just to go over the list, the first one was cutting out sugar, dairy, and wheat. The next one was drinking gut healing drinks like bone broth, celery juice, and probiotic supplements. The other one, number three was drinking two liters of water a day. Number four, exercising daily until you're out of breath and sweating for 30 days. Number five, deactivating your social media so you can redirect that time so you can prevent any mental and emotional challenges that are happening through overuse of social media. Number six, don't complain for 30 days. Number seven, um, say your affirmations and use your vision board for 30 days and keep those affirmations and vision boards focused on your recovery from your health condition. Um, Number eight was to practice intermittent fasting. Number nine was to try eating raw vegan food. And number 10 was liquid feasting for three days on, seven days off, all for 30 days. I hope you found this podcast useful. You can find out the other podcasts at the naturallyyoucoach.com forward slash naturallyyouradio. You can find us on SoundCloud and iTunes. I would love to hear um, from you how you found this podcast. Another thing that you can try for 30 days is a program that I have coming out soon called the Naturally You Reset Program, which is a 30-day program where I take you through eating for health, thinking for happiness, living in harmony. Every day you get a new video um, sharing with you something that you can implement on that day each day comes with an action sheet and an email reminder that your next video is available so in 30 days you can go through learning more about how to eat for health think for happiness and live in harmony it's all self-directed you can take as long as you want with the program or you can do it on the the schedule of the 30 days Um, but once you have the course you have access to it for life and then you can go over it as many times as you want to if you find you're going through a blip and you want to reset you can go ahead and do that and that can be what you try for 30 days if you haven't um, already done a th- some kind of a 30-day supported program. The 30-day Naturally Use Reset program can be one of the things that you try and you can find out more about that program at the naturallyyoucoach.com forward slash the number 30, so 30, 30-day reset program. I look forward to listening, um, sorry, sharing with you <laughs> on the next podcast. My name is Leah, so I'm the Naturally You Coach. You take care and stay healthy.